Welcome to today's devotion on life this side of heaven. The Word of God from Ezra chapter 9 verse 6. And Ezra prayed, O my God, I am too ashamed and disgraced to lift up my face to you, my God, because our sins are higher than our heads, and our guilt has reached to the heavens. In this short verse, Ezra mentions two things that sound familiar, but are actually quite different. He mentions guilt and shame. The devil tempts us into both, so it's useful to recognize the distinction. It's also important to know that Christ our Savior has redeemed us from both of them. So today, we'll take a look at guilt, and in tomorrow's devotion, we'll look at shame. In the first place, guilt is a fact. It's the reality of having broken God's law. But it's also the feelings of worry and anxiety that follow from having crossed the line. Of course, it is possible to be guilty and neither know it or feel it. For example, if you're distracted, you might drive past a stop sign and not even realize what you've done. That is, until the red and blue flashing lights of the police car start flashing in your rearview mirror. If you didn't know you had broken the law, you would soon be told about it. But it's even a basic premise in our judicial system that ignorance of the law is no excuse. The comedian Steve Martin pointed out how ridiculous that would be if it was. He said, How many times do we let ourselves get into terrible situations because we don't say, I forgot? Let's say you're on trial for armed robbery. You say to the judge, I forgot armed robbery was illegal. <laughs> yeah, that probably won't work. David realized there were times in his life where he had likely sinned and not even known it. And so he prayed in Psalm 19, Who can discern his errors? Forgive my hidden faults. But like us, there are other times in David's life where he was well aware that he had done wrong. In Psalm 51, David says, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. That's when the feeling of guilt begins to eat at our conscience. In Psalm 32, David said, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. When David sinned, he did what we may often find ourselves doing. He tried to hide it. He tried to convince himself it wasn't anything too big. He tried to rationalize it. Have you ever found yourself doing these things? We may try to overcome the bad we did with good, but that never works. We can try to bury it. But then, like David, it begins to eat away at you. Self-destructive guilt is not productive, and it's important to talk to someone about it if we feel this way. But guilt which leads us to turn to God is useful. God used David's conscience to face his guilt and lead him to repentance. So David describes in the psalm what finally took place. He writes, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. God leads us to confess our sins to him and find full forgiveness. God takes away our guilt. Jesus took your guilt and mine upon himself so that he could place himself under judgment in our place and make full satisfaction for our sins. Paul assures us in 1 Corinthians, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In Romans, the apostle assures us, 
there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Isaiah heard this good news in the Old Testament, and God wants you to know it as well. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for the full forgiveness in your Son, by which you have also taken my guilt away. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us by podcast or on Alexa, we invite you to browse the resources that are available on our site at lifethissideofheaven.org. God bless you and have a great day.